Hello, this is Edwin Edebri. This is a convo with the CHO, and I am the CHO, the Chief Happiness Officer with the I Am Happy Project and also the Happy Neighborhood Project. Folks, another show, and I am very, very excited, and we have our se segment under the convo with CHO. This is our segment that we call Chamber Talk. And in the chamber talk, guys, I get to talk with the people who are leading the chamber. They are either the president of a chamber or executive director of the chamber or a board member of the chamber. And so they can kind of just share, you know, what are they doing? How are they coping, coping with the COVID? How are they continuing to run the organization? And, and what are some of the things they have learned and some of the things that they will recommend? So the whole purpose of this, folks, is while you are listening to us, whether you are a small business owner, a medium-sized business owner, a director or an executive uh, director of a chamber of commerce, you should be able to live with one or two things that kind of just strike you. And hopefully that one or two things can make your 2021 a little bit better. Okay, so that's what we are here for. And I'm very, very excited to welcome two very powerful individual in the chamber environment, okay? You know, they've been there, they've done that, they know what's going on, and yes, if they are talking to me right now, it means they survived COVID, okay? <laughs> you know, so, so I want to welcome uh, Sam Drury, you know, to the show. Hello. All right, and then Nicolas. Thanks for having me. To the show. Hi, nice to see you. All right. So the first thing we are going to do is just a little brief introduction, okay? So that people kind of know, you know, what kind of background you have, the organization, what neck of the wood you are, and stuff like that. So Sam, I'm going to let you kick it off. Thanks, Edwin. Thanks for having me. I am the president of New Kent County Chamber of Commerce. It's a rural county in between two metropolitan areas of Richmond and the Hampton Roads area. We're a county of about 28,000 people. I'm also the president of the West Point Chamber of Commerce, which is adjacent to New Kent County. And it's a town of about 3,500 people. I've been in the Virginia National Guard for 12 years. I, you know, love my state and love my community. That's fantastic. Folks, as you can see, you know, Sam is so good with chamber, he actually run two chamber of commerce. Okay, I don't know of too many people who can do that, but he's going to share with you his experience. And uh, Nicholas Grounds, please, as, you know, introduce yourself. Edwin, th uh, thank you for inviting me. Um, and Sam, uh, pleasure to uh, be on a panel with you. Um, I am the uh, president and executive director of the British American Chamber of Commerce for Central Florida. Uh, basically um, centered in Orlando. Um, there's um, on a regular year, non-COVID year, we have about 1.7 million Brits come to Central Florida every year. Um, we've got about uh, roughly 200,000 in the greater Orlando area uh, that reside here. Um, obviously, we're full of small businesses. It's not just uh, British businesses. Um, it's uh, all businesses in the Central Florida area. We try and connect them uh, to help their businesses. Uh, personally, I've uh, been in finance for uh, over 40 years in London, on Wall Street, uh, and down in Orlando. 
Fantastic. And what's your membership size now? The number of people? Uh, number of people right now, we have about uh, 200 uh, with about uh, 30 corporate um, members. Fantastic. Awesome. And, uh, and, uh, and Sam, about how many people? I know you're in a small community. Between the two Chamber of Commerce, how many people do you guys have? NewCat has about 150 to 160, and West Point has between 40 and 50. Fantastic. All right, so it comes to be about the same size if you combine, you know, on both sides. So, folks, you know, you, 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 you're going to be hearing from Virginia area, you know, West Point, and, and, and Ken, and you're going to be hearing from the Florida area, so there's going to be different flavor, you know, and this is what the show is about. It's, you know, it's a conversation, you know, to get, you know, takeaways from these people who are actually in the, in the grounds, you know, they're working with people. So I want us to kind of dive in like right away. And I'm going to start with you, Nicholas. You did mention the population of people that visit that uh, uh, Flor uh, Florida every year and the Orlando area. And, and so how has COVID impacted your chamber and the, and the members that you serve? Um, well, obviously being uh, one of the tourist capitals of the world, um, it's, it's affected us greatly. Um, the, the tourism industry, Dis you know, all the parks, Disney, Universal, um, all of down International Drive, all the different attractions, um, they were closed pretty much immediately, um, laying off uh, tens of thousands of people. Um, wow. And it's not only the, the parks and everything else, it's all the businesses that spin off, all the restaurants. Um, the support all, businesses, eh? Exactly. You know, you've got people uh, selling things to the tourists. You've then got different clubs. You do at restaurants. You've got different small attractions as well, of which there are dozens of Orlando area. Then, of course, you've got the shops, you know, the Millennium Mall. You've got the outlets. You've got all of these different things um, that are affected because the fact is that there's no tourists coming in. Wow. Um, on a on a regular year, we're uh, we're at about 70,000 visitors, uh, 70 million visitors. I'm sorry, uh, coming into uh, Central Florida. Um, the UK being 1.7 million is the largest outside of North America. Uh, Canadians are, are obviously first, uh, then the Brits. Uh, followed by the Brazilians. Um, but obviously since COVID, a lot of that is, or most of that is uh, totally shut down. So everybody's had to do a, a pivot and a, and a change in that now they're going to have to market to a drivable distance. Um, I don't think Virginia is, is, is close enough. Uh, probably North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, maybe uh, a bit of uh, Alabama, uh, but anybody that's got a 10 hour drive or less, uh, we're not getting many flights coming in. Um, so the whole the whole dynamic has totally changed here. Um, and it probably it's probably affected over a million people. Wow. Yeah, well, I, you know, in the very beginning of this, I actually share with my team and I said, hey, you know, COVID is going to be a complete game changer, okay? Because a lot of time around February, we didn't know too much about what was going on. There was so much information out there, so much confusion. 
you know, one thing that I've learned is a confused mind is always going to say no. So people just froze, you know, and, and, they, and they were panicking. Uh, one of the things I told my team, I said, guys, we are always told to think outside the box. And I said, hey, thinking outside the box is not going to cut it this time. You know, we got to totally throw away the box. We got to think freely. We got to figure out how to shake this thing up. And it's been very exciting. So Sam, how has COVID affected your you know, area? It's impacted us. The, the tourism industry is one we were focusing on growing in both areas before COVID-19. And so it wasn't quite as established as Nicholas was speaking on Orlando and you know the pause that hit Disney World down there. But um, it is certainly a great place to live and work in both towns with New Kent having a river on its north boundary and a river on its south boundary. And the town of West Point is also a peninsula. So the businesses that are focused on tourism in those areas have been hard hit, especially with the summer months in 2020 being, you know, like you were saying, a time of confusion. I would say it's definitely an unequal Im impact among our businesses where, you know, the more tourism and hospitality industry is certainly harder hit. And then you have the, you know, home and real estate industry, which is booming. And you know, New Kent's consistently one of the fastest growing counties in Virginia. So that side of the county is doing great. But then you have, you know, other half of industry not doing so great. And one thing that has been universal throughout all of it is just the resiliency among our businesses and our citizens. And it's pretty impressive to see. And we've received a lot of help from the local governments. They've been, you know, hands-on, willing to do whatever was needed to be done. And the cha both chambers of commerce have always been willing to dive right on there and find what we can do to help our businesses. But at this time, I would just say they're pushing on with, at this point, just a determination. Right. So, so if you kind of look at the way things were, say around March, when it first hit really, and, and where the shock was in the system, and all the closing. I still remember we were supposed to host the International Day of Happiness on March 20th. And you started to hear that, oh, events going to be only 250 or less. And then you say, okay, maybe I can adjust to 250 or less. And then they say, oh, no, now it's going to be 150 or less. And then you say, well, I don't know, but I can still try. And then they say it's going to be 10 people or less <laughs> that can get together. And you start to realize even the people giving the advice don't have no idea what they are talking about. Now, my question to you, both of you gentlemen, is from that time to now, you know, how, what would you say the changes have been in terms of how you were handling information and working with your members then and how you are working with your members now? What, what would you say the changes have been over this time now that we know more about what we are getting ourselves into? No, actually, we know more about what we got ourselves into. You know, what, 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 what do you guys see? Sam, you want to take a crack at that? Sure. I would say that pre-COVID, that at least our rural, our rural chambers of commerce were both well-established in our ways and searching on, you know, long-term goals we could do to make 
being a member more worthwhile for more of a benefit to being a member. Like we're offered educational courses, the traditional, you know, networking events. When all those changes started happening, you know, just staggering limitations, kind of interrupting plans all the time. I would say that both West Point and New Kent Chamber did a pretty remarkable job of adapting to the times. And we are now more of a rapid response organization where we can, we've had the ability that instead of, you know, something that may require six months of planning before, we can now find a need and usually within a month be set up to provide the benefits before the, you know, the, before the metrics change again. So would you, would you say that's not the COVID speed? Oh, is that like, is that, you know, you know long, long time ago, I used to talk about collapsing the time frame and, and, and mm -hmm. now COVID just kind of shrink the time frame, right? It's certain the COVID adaptability that yeah. was learned. Yeah, that, 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 that is awesome, you know, and, and, and you have to agree, though, that's actually a plus. You know, that, that was. A, oh, yes. Yeah. You know, I've talked to so many different leaders and so many different CEOs and managers and stuff. And, and they said, you know, somehow we kind of have too much cushion. You know, we, we, we have a tendency to stretch things out. You know, that, that, you know, you try to do something, you have like so many meetings, you know, before you do the thing. And like you're saying right now, I'm thinking instead of 10 usual meetings to do your project, you're down to like two meetings, you know, to get this yeah. thing done, you know. You shrink it down very quickly. So, Nicholas, how 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 have you guys involved? Um, well, I mean, in, in a very similar way to Sam, um, we basically closed down uh, the chamber for all intents and purposes, event-wise, on March the fourth. Okay. Um, we had a, a great deal of stuff in in the pipe. Uh, we immediately cancelled everything because we saw that it wasn't going to be something that was going to last a week. Right. Um, so we pretty much, you know, we were hoping to be back up by July 4th. That was very ambitious. Um, yeah. So we immediately canceled everything for the next three months um, or four months. Um, we then started up the, the Zoom meetings, uh, which we had another one this morning. Um, we try and get the local businesses to come on um, and talk about their particular industry and, and how we can actually assist each other um, in that. And I think that knowledge is king. Um, the fact that if everybody learns a little bit from somebody else, we have the um, a, a mayor on uh, of the second largest town in Orange County down here uh, who, who joins our meeting. He gives us an update from the, the city, the county and the state level. Um, on how things are progressing and different things. Um, and I think that um, from business point of view, um, some people have found it very useful being on these meetings. Um, we've got, I mean, we had like 16 people on the meeting this morning um, from all different industries. So there was a lot of swapping of information there. Um, we also sort of recognized um, a little bit as, as Sam was saying, in that people were looking for what am I getting out of this? Right. I, I need something, I need something more. So um, we've been uh, helping out with small businesses with uh, a benefits plan 
that we put together um, to help with staff retention and staff attraction. Okay. Um, and one of the benefits was um, the telemedicine. So, which obviously everybody's into now, but a lot of small business owners can't afford these great big premiums for um, health insurance for either themselves or their staff. Um, so the fact that we added this uh, other benefit in with uh, prescription plans and, and different other bits, uh, they were able to offer it to their staff. Um, in fact, we had a, town, a municipality take it up uh, to give it to their uh, staff, their first responders. Um, and also we had um, several restaurant groups take it up. Fantastic. So therefore they had something to offer their staff. All right, so that was part of the retention strategy that you guys bring to the table. Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, as we kind of involve, we start to really, I think, as Sam, you mentioned about resilience. You know, I think we start to see that we all carry a hundred million cells in, in the brain, you know, <laughs> that we, do, we were kind of relaxed as a human being <laughs> until this came along. <laughs> and, uh, and then we had to put it to use. And, and, I, and I truly believe when this is all said and done, we are going to look back and say that one year, that 12 months, and we don't know, we, are not, we don't know if we're at the end of it yet, but whatever it is, we're going to see we became a more efficient bunch of people, you know? You know, and, and it's going to bring about critical thinking, you know, fast thinking, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. You know, uh, uh, Nicholas, you use the word pivot. That's become a very common word now because everyone had to do some of that in this very period that we are. Otherwise, you will be out of business by now. So what I wanted to kind of uh, touch on next is how did you, you know, you already kind of started touching on the point. How did you guys maneuver now? now well, actually, let me back up. You know, Sam, I'll ask you this first. Were you guys hosting a lot of physical events? Was that part of your revenue, you know, face-to-face -face event? The majority of our revenue came from fundraising events. Okay. Um, in New Kent, we had a wine festival, and in West Point, we have what we call a crab carnival. Both were canceled in 2020. So, and we also canceled membership dues in 2020 within New Kent Chamber to try to help our members out a little bit. But I, I mean, I don't know. We can't do that again in 2021 because we just can't. You, but you, you, you have to stay in business, eh? <laughs> right? You know, I was right. talking to one of the chamber CEO, and he said, "Well, why our members was calling on us?" and they were afraid they're going to go out of business. We were having a meeting and afraid that we were going to go out of business. <laughs> so it became like who has the helper kind of situation, right? Yeah, I'm laughing, but I've actually spent a lot of time worrying about that. Um, we're, we're, we're both good. We're both, both chambers are, you know, prepared to weather the storm. And I think that's one thing we also did in 2020 in, in both chambers was cut costs and, and streamline and prepare to look along and then maybe you know we won't have fundraiser events this year by any chance you know might not have a major source of income until 2022 but both chambers are ready to weather that storm so that was an, an adaptability that we were lucky enough to be able to implement soon and after the crisis began 
So, I, uh, so Nicholas, if you share the same thing, and then I want to come back to see the events. Did you move event online? Was that the same kind of thing that you could do successfully online or, or not? So Nicholas, first, was event a major part of your revenue, you know, face-to-face -face event? And if yes, how did you deal with that? Uh, well, yes. I mean, that was the probably, um, you know, 80% 80 of our revenue would come from um, events in person, golf events, stuff like that that would fundraise. Um, we used to have, you know, shirts done, printed up, and then we'd sell those. Um, you know, and obviously, unfortunately, we'd already ordered them. Um, and then we I've still got them in a in a box on my floor. Um, but the great thing about shirts is that they don't actually go out of style. So um, we'll be using them again uh, this year, hopefully. So, so at, um, at, least, the first at least you are glad that you didn't date any of them, right? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, the first, the first thing that we did actually was fire me as an executive director. Um, because and, and obviously you without... Did what? I, I furloughed myself. Okay, got you, got you, okay. Um, because obviously without the stream of income coming in, um, there wasn't really a lot of points in having anybody that's a paid staff member. Right. So in fact, we furloughed anybody that was staff. Um, I had a board meeting um, and then basically that's what we decided. We then decided that everybody else would have to take up a bit of slack. Um, our events weren't possible uh, to do uh, online. They weren't that they weren't that type of events. Um, we were lucky in in Florida. Um, we haven't been as tightly locked down as some states. Um, so in fact, in uh, October, we managed to have our golf event. Um, but to um, to a point of giving value. Uh, what we did, we basically um, upped everybody's whatever they got. So instead of having to pay for mulligans or this, that, and the other, or drinks or the drink cart, we just included everything. Um, so therefore, everybody got value, much bigger value for money. Because then this year, when I ask them to come back and support our golf event, um, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to get a massive response and we'll be able to make bucks. Um, but it's a matter that, and I think that going forward, um, even in, in, in 2021, which I still think is going to be a very, very difficult year, because um, I don't think that even once the virus has gone or we've got it under control or whatever the buzzword of the day is, um, the aftermath for small business um, is going to be a lot when the PPP money moves away. Um, there isn't the support structure financially that there is right now. Um, when that goes away, people go, I don't really have a business left. Right. Because they've been closed down for a year. Um, and I don't really know how you can maneuver that. But I think that what we're trying to do is set up a, a support structure um, and a referral or recommendation base between the, the small businesses, and they just help each other. Um, you know that they don't go to Walmart or they don't go to the big chains. That they, you know, they support local. And if in, even to the point of um, instead of financial, you know, money changing hands, 
um, do it in kind, do a barter system. So therefore, people are helping support each other on a barter system. Fantastic. So again, it, it, it just requires a lot of creativity, you know? Very much so. In terms of survival. One of the things too that kind of get me really excited is small business by the very nature of it is survivor, you know? You know, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any small business that started that's okay, you know what, uh, this is gonna be very easy, you know, and stuff like that. And businesses have always figured out a way, you know, they find a, they find a problem and they wanna find a solution to it. I, I think that's been the core definition of business. And that gave me a lot of hope that uh, businesses are gonna figure out a way and, and, and no, like you said, no matter what the nomenclature that is calling it afterwards, people are going to survive. Now, the, the, the word that is of the day is pivot. You know, I, I was talking to a printer that used to do a lot of printing stuff that was, it got a contract printing a lot of those uh, six, six feet apart, you know, stuff. And that became their very big business, you know, or, or doing. So, so some of them were very successful, you know, at that. Now, uh, Sam, were you guys able to pivot some of your event online, or, or that, was, that just did not work out? Can you repeat that? It broke up a little bit. Yeah, I said, were you able to take some of your events online? Were you able to do any online event? So we haven't had to do that yet. There, were, there was a few months in between about July to beginning of December, end of November, and New Kent Chamber of Commerce that we were actually able to still hold membership events a few times. Oh, wow. Okay. And one thing I noticed in the one in November, December timeframe, was that when this is all over, it is going to be a great opportunity for Chambers of Commerce to fall back on our roots as a networking organization and getting the people after being for lack of a better phrase, kind of cooped up in their homes for so long on Facebook and social media, right. they that face-to-face -face contact of speaking with someone six feet apart, wearing a mask is what we did. They, they seem like they missed that a little bit. And if the chambers can find ways to encourage businesses to talk to each other, I, just walking around, you know, the, the event we held, you, I could actually at one point heard two organizations our entities speaking with each other and coming up with a collaboration plan just because the chamber was able to put on an event that put them in the same room. Absolutely. And in West Point, we have not held any membership meetings. Um, there, there was one we held with where we invited our local state representative to come and, and we had a few members come. It was an outside event uh, back in September. I would say our biggest positive thing we've done so we're able to do was our a local Christmas event. It was more so geared as a small town business event where we I dressed up as Santa and I walked around, you know, outside and handed out presents to all the kids and we encouraged shopping local. And the town actually handed out a $50 vouchers to people. They surprised everyone with you know, $50 vouchers to go shop in these in these stores so it, it was it was pretty cool that was the first weekend of december and i mean it, it, was, it was a good event and we, we were able to serve our purpose again 
if I understand correctly, uh, Sam and Nicholas, it seemed like both of your states were not totally shut down. It, it, would that be a correcting or, 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 or no? What, what was that like? Where you got, how does your state work? I, I'll let Sam continue and then and Nicholas, you will take it. I would say that sometimes we, a few phases we were, and, and now we are again. Okay. Um, you know, we're at, we're at the 10 persons capacity, 10 people capacity. And there were times, you know, back in May, June, we were also at with just, you know, coming up with a plan and pushing it through real quick, but making it as safe as possible as well. Um, I know that when we had events, we had COVID-19 subcommittees who would just study the ways we could improve upon the safety of others. But being able to pull off an event really quick or doing something really quick before the take advantage of the opportunity before the metric changed, I guess is what I'm stumbling right. through my words here trying to say. Exactly. It's, it's like, hey, let's get this done before they change their mind, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so Nicholas was, uh, you know, uh, again, I, I, I know in Florida as a whole, how was the shutdown and how did you guys adapt to that? Well, to start with, I think we were the same as, as, as everybody. We just shut down. Yes. Um, and um, I think we've come back um, to, we were, you know, 25% capacities and things, then 50%. Uh, we're, pretty, we're pretty much back to 100% in restaurants. Um, the, the servers are still, you know, obviously wearing masks and everybody has got to wear a mask to the table. Um, and so there's a lot of prevention going on. Okay. Um, but we, you know, we, we managed to have, and it, what I did was, uh, obviously we're a bit luckier um, in Florida where Sam is, because I think we're probably a little bit warmer. Um, you know, I mean, today was 70 degrees. So <laughs> I see he's wearing the shirt nice. and he's wearing a sweater, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, we I, actually I, I know, Nic Nic Nicholas, people watching, they will be like, okay, wait a second. Why is he wearing a shirt? Well, guys, he's wearing a shirt because he's in Florida, okay? He's in the Orlando area. And now why is he wearing a sweater? Because he's in the Virginia area and it's in the winter area, okay? So let's settle that because I don't want my audience trying to freak out and say what is going on, okay? We are covering all the bases. And of course, I am reporting from California, so I can be also a little bit between that, you know? So right. Nicholas, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so we actually managed to have a, an outdoor event. So we actually um, like sectioned off a part of a, 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 a Icon Park, which is where the wheel is on International Drive. Right. Um, so we sectioned a part off there. Um, obviously, it was only by invite only. You had to wear a mask to come in. But once you were inside, uh, we had uh, high tops and we had a bar set up and we had food. Um, we had about 35 people there. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, if people wanted to wear masks, they, they, they were very welcome to. Uh, but obviously, with people walking around with food and drink, it was a bit difficult to pull down masks and do all this. <laughs> um, but, um, but it went well. I mean, you know, and uh, everybody loved it. And, you know, it was our first venture outside, and that was in September. And then we had the golf event. We cancelled the Christmas parties. We cancelled anything that was going to be inside. Right. Um, I think the one thing that will definitely stay, obviously, is being spread out. Whereas um, 
Sam's in a, in a regional uh, chamber, so therefore his membership and his uh, everything else is in a geographic area. I spread the whole width of the, the state. Gotcha. Um, we are centered in Orlando, but you know we can go to Tampa virtually and up to Daytona. So um, we have board members from all over. So we actually now, I, I, all our board meetings are going to be on Zoom. Gotcha. All now, right. Now I, now I virtually guarantee 100% attendance at all the board meetings. Um, you tend to find they're shorter because I don't know about you guys, but I'm finding these Zoom meetings exhausting. Um, <laughs> you know. And and the other thing that I've found when you're trying to do business on a Zoom meeting, if you were in person and you said, which one do you want, A or B, someone would make a decision. But if you do it on a Zoom meeting, they go, I'll get back to you. <laughs> so you know, the decision-making process isn't as efficient on a Zoom meeting. Wow, that's a good observation. That's a good observation. Interesting. You know, so, but, but now, I think that kind of take us to the next segment that I want us to focus on. But I want to set the stage for this segment because it kind of piggyback on each other. So the first part of it is I want you know, gentlemen, to take some time and identify what are some of the lessons that you have learned, okay, in this, this 2020 from the time COVID hit to now. What are some of the lessons that you have learned? And then once we go through the lessons that we have learned, then I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about advice. You know, what are some of the advice that you will give? So keep in mind, Folks who are listening to us, you know, they are small business, they are middle-sized business, and some of them are, you know, executive director of other chambers. So, so let's talk about what are some of the lessons that's learned, and Nicholas, I will let you take, take charge on that. Thank you. Um, I think that the, the one thing that has, uh, has become paramount of what people are looking for is customer service. And I think that that has been highlighted uh, by people giving the excuse, oh, it's bad service because of COVID or it's incompetence because of COVID. Well, no, that's, that, that, that doesn't exist. Um, you, can, you can have slower service, but it doesn't mean to say the efficiency of the service. And I, I think that too many people are hiding behind the, the COVID excuse. Uh, but people want value for their time, much more important than value for their money, because certainly for small businesses. So uh, we are building for this year, um, when we do our networking events, we're going to actually add a, a, a learning component in there. Okay. So therefore... Uh, we're going to be teaching, you know, different sales techniques maybe for small businesses. Um, some of it based on Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. Um, you know, people buy your why before they buy your what. So therefore, to help small businesses emerge from hibernation, if you like, for want of a better phrase, um, they've got to be giving extra value. Um, it's like a bit of a blue ocean strategy. Um, they have to value innovate and come up with new and exciting ideas to attract customers 
Then when you've attracted the customer, you've got to learn exactly how to serve them because customer service is going to be absolutely paramount. Fantastic. All right, and Sam, what, what are some of the lessons learned? One thing I've learned with the Chambers of Commerce is that what works for one chamber is not going to work for every chamber. So, but just try something, you know, don't, don't let your failures discourage you because you're going to fail and you're, you're, you're going to have setbacks, but you're going to have moments of success. So enjoy the moments of success. And I won't tell you to not let discouragement or don't let your uh, setbacks discourage you because they're going to don't get on your nerves that you failed, but don't let it bother you for more than a day or two. And, and they just, just keep pushing along. And I think, well, I know our businesses are still pushing along. So the chambers, you know, need to as well. And I think, that's the importance of having a very active and healthy board of directors for nonprofits like Chambers of Commerce is because they are the beating heart of the organization where, um, you know, the members are the body, but an active board of directors is crucial for success in pulling off these events and ideas for our chambers. But that's the main thing I would say is that I've learned throughout all this is be prepared to fail, but don't give up when you do because your next one might be successful and you can have that good feeling again that, 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 is that happiness that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is all another day now one of the things very quickly i will share by when we cancel all the events in california we hosted the first online event was march 20th which you know it turned out to be well because people were just happy to to be in a room, even though they were socially uh, separated, or they were, they were what, stationed at home. And, you know, I don't know the phrase that we call it then. So it worked out. And then we just realized that people love it. And so the thing just started to grow. So we did the first event, March 20th, and, and we started listening to people. What do they want? And we just keep growing. And, but one of the things that I knew is the, as a happy neighborhood, we did not want to just do one big event that was nationwide or globally. We wanted to still focus on that in way to drive it into the neighborhood. Because for me, I felt like if we're going to come out of COVID, we have to still find a way to strengthen the neighborhood. So we started to do events or different neighborhoods, and these were all online events, even though geography did not really matter too much, but we tried to make it grow neighborhood by neighborhood. And so to the point now, we are hosting about 55 different events every week, you know, that's tailored to different locations. And, and you can see that information on our website if you go to happyneighborhoodproject.com. But the thing that was really a drive for me was maintaining that little pop, mom and pop corner, you know, maintaining that neighborhood. And I think that's one of the things. Maybe not so much Nicholas, because Nicholas, like you said, you cover the whole state of Florida because of the nature of the service you provide. But for some, I think it's even very particular because you're dealing with a very small community, you know, a county and a city, you know, in terms of driving. So as you guys, if you're listening to this, my first thing would just be find a local chamber and support them, okay? Because if you support a local chamber and they get stronger, 
they can now in turn support you. So, you know, it's like, it's like both sides, you know, kind of work. This is not a time where you want to go alone, you know, go it alone. It's just not going to work. You know, you need to be able to collaborate. And I think the chamber create that kind of environment to make that happen. So let's talk about advice. What would you advise people? Again, whether it's a small business person or another director of a chamber of commerce, what, uh, what can you say that will help them have 2021 that's a little bit better than 2020? And now uh, let's see, Sam, you want to start with that? Why did it sit a big ringer? But I would say I got my other piece of advice would be don't be scared to call up, if, at least for chambers of commerce. Uh, if you're a leadership in a chamber of commerce, don't be scared to call up the leadership from another chamber of commerce and just ask them a question because there's no need for everyone to be trying to reinvent the same wheel because where most of us are trying to figure out the same problems. So one thing I know we've New Kent and West Point started was we've actually organized a group of eight chambers of commerce and a main street organization. And we meet uh, through zoom about once every three or four months. And we just kind of talk about things going on. They're, they're all in uh, Eastern and central Virginia. They're all rural counties outside of major metropolitan areas. So we're, we're facing close to the same things, but you know, everybody's a little different. And that also adds a new perspective to everything that, you know, we might not have thought of. So I would say just, it sounds silly, but just don't be scared to call up someone else and ask them a question. That is so I'd probably like to tell you an answer. If I, if I understand in the process, you guys have kind of created a small mastermind group, you know, you know, because uh, you can't, you can't beat. I love mastermind group because one person can have one idea that just light up the whole place, you know, and so being able to tap in other chamber that's closer, tap into their leadership, I think that's fantastic. I hope more chamber do that kind of collaborative uh, mind sharing because I think it will really help. Nicholas, what do you advise? Well, I mean, really following on from uh, exactly what Sam said, um, we've been in touch with, uh, we've got 84 chambers in the greater Orlando area Good. Uh, through ethnic chambers, and uh, regional chambers. Um, so, uh, you know, we're in contact with a lot of them. I've had several uh, meetings, some face to face, some on Zoom. Um, but as you said, it really is a mastermind class. And with these uh, lunches that we're going to do this year, when I'm doing with the, the lecturing on selling and the rest of it, really that we're going to turn that into a masterclass. Because I want the if, if you like, if you measure a restaurant with, you know, four to a table, well, that's four business owners. And, you know, we'll start it off with uh, a PowerPoint or some, a lecture of some description, but then turn it back to the people in the room to discuss at their table what, what some of the difficulties they're each having. And then, and then try and do that over the course of 2021 is that, you know, if we had... 30 or 40 businesses and during that 10 months everybody's met everybody um, in a way you will have a, uh, a self-fulfilling recommendation base okay. because everybody will understand I mean you go to these networking groups and people walk into them going 
oh, what can all these people do for me? And I go, no, 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 you got it wrong, right? Turn it around the other way. Like, try and go in there, not try and meet everybody. Don't go around giving business cards out because, honestly, no one cares. Um, <laughs> wait, you know, wait, 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 think... wait, 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 no. wait, wait. <laughs> I, I mean, I need to understand yet. I mean, you're telling me that the beautiful business card that you put together, people are not anxiously waiting for you to give it to them and so they can keep it close to their chest? How many piles do you want? <laughs> you know, um, but I tell people to go in and have three or four meaningful conversations. Right. And spend the two hours, but listen. Don't keep talking. Like, listen to what other people are doing and you'll listen to their problems and and the other word for an entrepreneur should be a problem solver so if you can solve other people's problems and we have 30 to 40 to 50 people that at the end of the year each understand the other person's business because i've said to people if i don't understand what you do how can i recommend you right it's very difficult you know people have got this elevator speech but no one's listening to that. Right. Then they stand up and go, bah, 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 bah. you know, no one, no one cares. But if, if you tell them what you do and then how can you help them? And if you do that over the course of a year, you will have a referral or a recommendation base that is self-fulfilling. And so therefore the you know, going out and cold calling and leads and stuff like that will be much less necessary absolutely absolutely all right gentlemen as we come to the close of this session there's something of course you know this is convo with the chief happiness officer convo with the show this is the chamber talk focus and you've been hearing it from folks who are actually in the trenches okay these people are doing it this is not some textbook stuff that we are reading to you right now. You know, this is a matter of deciding, okay, is my chamber still gonna be around? What kind of carburetor adjustment do we need to do? Let's get the board to huddle together and come up with ideas or ideas with other chamber leaders that's within the same area. One thing though that I still focus on is it comes down to building a business on a foundation of happiness. And I know that the society kind of get it backwards. You know, we are told that go and do whatever it is that we are doing. And if we do it very well and we are successful at it, and then we'll become happy. And we are finding out that's not truly the way it works. You know, it's we need to find happiness first. I have a saying that goes like, do not allow the past or the future to rob you of the present. Because if you do really good in the present, you can impact your future. So in winding down, I'm going to ask each of you, what do you guys do to stay happy? Okay, because I, I can tell you right now, if you are not happy, it's going to be difficult for you to serve the people that you serve. So I'm <laughs> going to kind of start with me. I, I really, the big thing on my list is just gratitude, okay? I am just thankful. I might be one of the very few people in the world that's kind of thankful for COVID, okay? You know, because I see a lot of the things that COVID has brought about that would never have come about if there was no COVID. And, and, and so, and, and, and I'm grateful for the whole package. Huh? Without COVID, I would not be talking to Sam right now, 
Without Kobe, I would not be talking to Nicholas right now. So I am grateful for that. And so that's what helped me to stay happy. And I'm going to start with you, Nicholas. What do you do? One or two things that you can share with people that you do to stay happy. Well, I, I think gratitude is, is a very important thing. Um, I think it, it's, it's uh, COVID has opened my eyes uh, wider as to what is, is important. And I think one has to recognize the important things in life, uh, the important people in life. And I think that the, the main thing is you've got to stay positive. Um, we're surrounded by negativity on a constant basis. Uh, but negativity is not going to move the ball down the field. Um, only positivity is. And also, it's a matter of surrounding yourself with positive people. Yes. People that can help. Um, I've, I've always, uh, there's, a, there's a phrase that, that we constantly use, pay it forward. Uh, well, I don't like that phrase because that assumes you've actually received something. Um, I like the phrase, pay it first. If you give, if you give without any expectation of receiving anything back, that one will make you happy anyhow. Yes. And then karma brings it all away, all back into play again. And, it, and, and you'll get it back tenfold from places that you have no idea where it came from. Absolutely. Wow. Pay it fast, guys. You heard that? Pay it fast. Okay. All right. Sam, what do you do to stay happy? I would say to just live a life that, you know, you can be proud of uh, serving a purpose, helping your community, being with your family. Just, I think if you're proud of your own actions and reflection on yourself, I think that happiness comes natural. It's my, it's my own 30 second reflection on it while he was, he was answering. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was long winded. I wish you'd take longer. <laughs> hey, that's why we keep it as a conversation. So it's a fire chat. You know, you can get from each other and take from there. Folks, gentlemen, I am really, truly thankful for you guys taking some time and just come and share. And I hope that the folks who are listening to this, you know, can take one or two things away from this, you know, to really make their 2021 a little better year. So folks, we are going to be putting information about Sam and his organization and Nicholas and his organization in the description box. So you guys want to reach out to them. You know, ever in uh, Virginia, instead of just dealing in the big, you know, tourist area and you want to get curious and say, hey, where is West Point? You know, go and check it out. Or where is Kent? Go and check it out. You know, and, and, and sometimes getting out of the main road, you know, make things a little bit more exciting. So, and then of course, Orlando. Now, just once information, I cannot let you go, Nicholas, without at least sharing this to you. When you mentioned Daytona Beach, I went to Embarido Aeronautical University for my MBA. So I definitely wow. love Daytona Beach, you know. In, in, well, a friend, a friend of mine was the head soccer coach there. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Now, you know, I don't know what year that was, but I've been there for a little bit ago. Uh, but uh, I love my experience. I actually, uh, a few years ago, I ended up taking my sons, you know, over there just to come visit and, and, and go around the campus and stuff because I really enjoy my years in uh, Daytona Beach. O on that note, folks, I want to say thank you so much. And, uh, and hopefully we can 
visit again in the future. But in the meantime, I want to encourage you to stay safe and stay happy. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, thanks, Edwin and Sam. Happy New Year to both of you. All right. Thank you.